Hello, this is Ayan from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of April. In case you find the audio quality unsatisfactory, let me tell you that we at Newslaundry are recording our podcasts from home because of the ongoing coronavirus lockdown. So please bear with us as we constantly try to bring you the best we can in these difficult times. Listeners, before I begin the daily news briefing, I have an announcement for you. You can now listen to your favorite daily dose of news on Google Assistant. Yes, you heard it right. To access daily dose on your Google app, go through the following steps. First, ask your Google Assistant to play the news. Then, go to settings, click on add news source and look for daily dose. Once you find us, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. Now you're all set. All you have to do is tell Google to play the news and it should work. If you find this a bit tricky, feel free to tweet to us at Newslaundry or write to us on contact at newslaundry.com. We are ready to help you. The number of novel coronavirus cases in India crossed the 11,000 mark this morning. According to data released by the Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, the figure stood at 11,439 at 8 a.m. today. This included 377 deaths. A total of 1,306 patients have been cured, discharged or migrated so far. The patients included 76 foreign nationals. Today's figures indicated a jump of over 1,400 new cases and 24 fresh deaths due to the virus over the last 24 hours. Among the states, Maharashtra has reported the highest number of cases so far at 2,726, including 160 deaths. The western state is followed by Delhi. The national capital has recorded 1,568 COVID-19 cases, which includes 28 deaths. Tamil Nadu in the south has stood at the third position with 1,242 cases and 11 deaths. Meghalaya reported its first COVID-19-related death in the early hours of Wednesday. The patient was a renowned doctor of the northeastern state who passed away just within two days of testing positive for the virus. The state's chief minister, Conrad Sangma, informed that a total of 68 people have been tested so far. Out of these, six persons who are either family members or helpers of the deceased also tested positive today. Six other cases are being retested now. The Ministry of Home Affairs today issued revised guidelines for the second phase of 19-day lockdown which Prime Minister Modi announced yesterday. The revised guidelines have allowed for some relaxation in agriculture and select industrial activities in the states and union territories with effect from April 20. However, the activities permitted under the revised guidelines will not be allowed within the containment zones as demarcated by government authorities. Unchecked inward or outward movement of population will not be allowed, except to maintain essential services like medical emergencies and law and order duties and also government business continuity. All agricultural and horticultural activities to remain fully functional during the extended lockdown. Operations of fisheries will also continue. Tea, coffee and rubber plantations will be allowed to operate with a maximum of 50% workers. Animal husbandry activities will also be functional. In the financial sector, the Reserve Bank of India and its regulated financial markets will remain functional. All bank branches and their ATMs, along with IT vendors for banking operations, will also continue their services during the extended lockdown. Similarly, all health services will remain functional. Manrega workers have also been permitted to resume work from April 20 onward. 
public utilities like operations of oil and gas sector, postal services and telecommunication and internet services shall also be functional from April 20. Operation of railways for transportation of goods and airports for air transport of cargo movement, relief and evacuation have been permitted. Seaports and inland container depots for cargo transport will resume services similarly. Movement of all trucks and other goods vehicles with two drivers and one helper has been allowed from April 20. However, there are certain national guidelines like mandatory homemade face covers at workplaces and in public places, strong hygiene and healthcare measures like provision of sanitizers, staggered shifts, access control, thermal screening and imposing fines for spitting etc. Penalties will be imposed for violation of the guidelines. According to the guidelines, the activities prohibited across the country include travel by air, rail and road, operation of educational and training institutions, hospitality services, all cinema halls, shopping complexes, theatres, etc. All social, political and other events and opening of all religious places or places of worship for public have been prohibited too. Today, the Mumbai police registered three FIRs in connection with the gathering of a large crowd near the Bandra station on Tuesday afternoon following Prime Minister Narendra Modi's announcement of extending the nationwide lockdown. While the first FIR was registered against a crowd that had gathered near the Bandra station, the second was against one Vinay Dubey who had put up a video on social media suggesting the migrants to take to the streets. Dubey has been formally arrested. The third FIR by the police was against news channel ABP Majha's correspondent Rahul Kulkarni for his news report that railways will be running trains for the migrants. Nearly 2,000 people gathered outside the suburban Bandra West station in Mumbai on Tuesday, demanding to go back home and also access to food and rations. The police had to resort to a lathi charge to disperse the crowd. The gathering comprised largely of migrant workers and their families residing in the adjoining slum settlements. Dear listeners, with the extension of the lockdown to contain the accelerating spread of COVID-19, thousands of migrant laborers like these are staring at further hardships. While we do understand the significance of such a measure in the face of the public health emergency, as a news organization, we at News Laundry are trying our best to report on people's struggle during the lockdown from different parts of the country. For example, Recently, our correspondent Basant Kumar came with a detailed report on the harassment faced by migrant workers in Haryana's Manesar during the lockdown. The report is titled, Sthaniya Banam Bahari, Manesar Me Pravasi Majduro Par Hamla, and you can read it on our website. Stories like these are important to alert government officials and thereby make an impact on the lives of the poor, and therefore, we will continue to bring them. But we cannot do that without your support. To sustain our work, we need resources. And for that, we depend solely on you, the listener, viewer and reader. We do not take any advertisement and rely only on your subscriptions. Because we believe when advertisers pay, the advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. We have different subscription packages with the minimum one starting at 300 rupees a month. So please go to our website and hit the subscribe button. Pay to keep news free. Coming back to news, Gujarat Chief Minister Vijay Rupani today went into self-isolation a day after he met a Congress legislator who later tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Congress MLA Imran Kherawala had met Rupani, his deputy Nitin Patel and State Minister Pradeep Singh Jadeja along with at least two other MLAs from his party to discuss the situation related to COVID-19. Rupani has now decided to run the administration without meeting anyone for a week. 
The chief minister's office informed that Rupani will continue his work via video conference and telecalling. According to a report by ESPN Crick Info, the Indian Premier League 2020 season has been suspended indefinitely. This came after the nationwide lockdown to contain the coronavirus was extended till May 3. The 2020 season, which had earlier been postponed to April 15, will not be held in the regular summer window. All the eight franchises were informed of the decision by Hemang Amin, the IPL's chief operating officer. India has now reached out to China and has placed orders with the country to meet its requirement of 15 million personal protective equipment, which are known as PPEs, and which includes gowns, masks, gloves, and goggles. New Delhi is also in the process of procuring 1.5 million rapid testing kits from China, some of which have already been delivered. The details were revealed by Indian ambassador to China Vikram Misri in an online briefing from Beijing on Tuesday. This indicates that India is depending on China for the PPE overalls as Indian doctors and healthcare professionals have complained of shortage of PPEs in the hospitals. Now, let's move on to some international updates on COVID-19. According to data put out by the Johns Hopkins University, at least 19,88,143 people have been infected worldwide till this afternoon. The global death toll according to the university's tracker stood at 1,26,859. Globally, the brunt of the disease continues to be maximum in the United States, Italy, Spain, France and the United Kingdom. The US has reported more than 24,000 deaths out of a total of more than 6 lakh cases in the country. New York alone has reported nearly 2 lakh cases and more than 9,500 deaths so far. In Europe, the death toll has surpassed 75,000. Italy confirmed 1,62,488 cases and more than 21,000 deaths. Spain, the second most affected country in Europe, recorded more than 1,74,000 cases, including above 18,200 deaths. The number of COVID-19 cases in France and the United Kingdom crossed 1,31,000 and 94,000 respectively. While France recorded nearly 15,000 deaths, the UK's figure stood at a little above 12,000. In a surprising and controversial development, US President Donald Trump decided to cut off US payments to the World Health Organization during the coronavirus pandemic. The halting of aid came as Trump accused the organization of failing to do enough to stop the virus from spreading when it first surfaced in China. In a briefing, the president said, and I quote, The WHO failed in its basic duty and must be held accountable. Unquote. Trump added that the US would be reviewing the WHO's actions to stop the virus before making any further decision on resuming the aid. In a big relief for thousands of stranded Indian professionals in America due to the coronavirus pandemic, the US Department of Homeland Security has decided to allow applications by H1B visa holders for an extended stay in the country. The H-1B visa is a non-immigrant visa that allows US companies to employ foreign workers in specialty occupations that require theoretical or technical expertise. The technology companies depend on it to hire tens of thousands of employees each year from countries like India and China. The announcement comes at a time when countries around the world have closed their borders and all international passenger flights have been suspended globally. Leaders of the Southeast Asian countries met through a video conference on Tuesday to devise a collective strategy to overcome the ongoing crisis that has threatened their economies and kept millions of people in their homes under lockdowns. 
the 10 leaders of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations held further talks later in the day, again through video conferencing, with their counterparts from China, Japan and South Korea, who expressed support in helping the ASEAN countries to fight the coronavirus. Vietnam, ASEAN's leader this year, has postponed an in-person gathering tentatively to June. Now it's time for some other news and updates. The Indian Meteorological Department has come with some good news for the country's farmers. In its first long-range forecast, the department has said that the country will witness a normal monsoon this year. Every year, IMD releases the long-range forecast in two stages during April and June. The IMD said the onset of the southwest monsoon, which brings as much as 70% of the country's annual rainfall over Kerala, remains on June 1. In an online briefing, IMD Director General M. Mohapatra said that the long period average of monsoon would be 100%, which falls in the normal category. The IMD has, however, revised the normal onset and withdrawal dates for the monsoon in some parts of the country from this year onward after studying the patterns of monsoon onset and withdrawal during the period between 1961 and 2019. The revision of monsoon onset and withdrawal dates will be effective over some cities located in the western, central India and north India. Former U.S. President Barack Obama has announced his endorsement of Democrat Joe Biden for presidency in a video message. He said Mr. Biden, who was his vice president, could unify and heal a nation struggling through some of its darkest moments. Obama's endorsement comes after former U.S. presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders similarly urged Americans to support Joe Biden against Donald Trump in November's presidential election. South Korean voters cast their ballots in parliamentary elections on Wednesday despite the coronavirus outbreak in the country. According to Yonhap News Agency, by 2 p.m. local time, that is 10.30 a.m. Indian Standard Time, approximately 2.33 crore voters or 53% of the electorate had cast their ballots. Last week, early voting had been held with a record 26.69% turnout. South Korea's 300-seat unicameral National Assembly has 253 directly elected seats and 47 proportional representation seats. The ruling Democratic Party of President Moon Jae-in is widely expected to win the polls. The government's popularity saw a decline last year due to a prolonged economic slowdown and the political scandal involving former Justice Minister Cho Kok. However, its handling of the COVID-19 crisis has earned a lot of praise and revived its chances of coming back to power. Now, it's time for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Listeners, today the coronavirus pandemic has emerged as the biggest story for journalists almost everywhere in the world. But it's a story unlike any other. To begin with, doing even something as fundamental to journalism as going out to report is fraught with immense risk. Now there are several other challenges as well. So how do journalists navigate this crisis, specifically in India? To deliberate upon such issues, News Laundry conducted a webinar in partnership with the Committee to Protect Journalists. Those who spoke at the webinar included Colin Pereira and David Odis, journalist safety consultant and journalist safety advisor, respectively, with the CPJ in London. Dhanya Rajendran, chief editor of the News Minute, Neha Dixit, an independent journalist, and Manisha Pandey, our executive editor, also spoke during the webinar. To learn more about the interaction, go to our website and watch the full discussion. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. 
all the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel.